Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reviews from the Clubhouse. I'm not Chance McDuffie. I'm Logan Solana, but I am joined today by... Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, Jimmy, it's Jimmy Stewart. I, 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 I managed to, to, to get on the Zoom call. Uh, where, where, where's my car? Oh, I lost my vehicle. I, I, I think I'm in the wrong century. Can you, can you, can you help me? Uh, yeah, uh, it's up your ass and to the left. <laughs> wow. Well, I never, th- I never thought to look there. That's, that's, that's a very, that's very helpful. Oh, well, good. Th- thank you. Oh, who's your partner in crime there, Jimmy Stewart? Well, I, I'll, I'll let him, I'll let you, I'll let you introduce yourself. What do you, what do you, what do you say? Hey, I'm, I'm Isaac. Uh, Logan, thanks for having me on the show. You know, I've, I haven't been on many podcasts before, but it's my first time. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, we're excited to have you. Thank you. Yeah. This is, this is my my non-actor celebrity friend, Isaac. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me and Jimmy, we have a weird relationship, but uh, I told him I wanted to be on this podcast, and here I am. He pulled some we, we go, we, yeah. We, uh, yeah. That's right. With Alfred, with old Al, Al Hitchcock. <laughs> Al, Al Hitchcock, yeah. The late, great Al Hitchcock. Yeah, he was a little racist. I'm right? just kidding. My, 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 my name's actually Spencer. <laughs> all right. There's no Jimmy Stewart. Let's get to I know, know I had you all fooled. <laughs> Let's get to know Spencer and Isaac right after this beautiful theme song. Wow, what a great theme song. It's just beautiful. Wasn't it great? Tr- tr- truly spectacular. Oh you're, oh, you're still here. Oh, no. Jimmy, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're still yeah, here. Jimmy. Jimmy. You can't should, get you, Jimmy Stewart. you shouldn't leave this podcast, Jimmy. <laughs> get your binoculars Jimmy and go home. Jimmy and Isaac. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if you're an avid listener, chances on... Uh, vacation this week, but we still wanted to create an awesome episode for you. So uh, Spencer and Isaac, well, Spencer and I have been working together for quite a long time now, it seems, decades now. And uh, <laughs> We have a storied we, collaboration. Oh man, it's a storied past. And um, we actually just worked on a new film that we, we just sent off to, to festivals about a week ago now, If because you're, you're in the future, so this is Wednesday. So we sent it off a week ago, but it's awesome. I can't wait to show it to everyone. Uh, Spencer did a great job, and Isaac played. Uh, now, did, Isaac, did you play just the guitar, or did you do other? Did you play other instruments on that? I just did guitar. Okay. Yes. Well, it's it's fantastic. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's it's an amazing film. Um, it sounds a little like weird because I'm like talking up myself because i'm the director but i just no but i mean it was it's an awesome project yeah, it awesome. and i had tons of fun uh writing the music for it and working on the sound and um and yeah like isaac we we had it we had a great time sort of like mm-hmm. exploring the music and trying to figure out exactly what to do with it yeah. and yeah it was a ton of fun I'm, i can't wait for people to see it yeah and yeah i'm super happy to be joining you on the show today yeah well i'll i'll stop talking because i can talk for forever so um so tell tell everyone a little bit about yourselves. What everyone loves doing is talking about themselves. I I don't like talking about myself, but maybe you do. Mm. Yeah. Well, 
I guess, do you want to, do you want to start? Your yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, um, my name is Isaac, uh, Isaac Gomez. Um, yeah, my main thing, uh, that I like to do, I'm in a band called new modern. Ooh. Um, and I'm, uh, their front man and, uh, songwriter. So that's really my main thing. It's kind of been like dormant for the past year because of COVID, but, um, yeah, I mean, we've been able to get like a single out and, um, uh, you know, kind of work with, with Spencer, you know, on like getting some production and like notes on that and everything. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my main thing. And, um, obviously I, I love movies. Um, I, you know, a, like comforting day for me is just like being alone at home and watching, you know, a movie that I haven't seen that everybody says I should watch. So, well, that's what yeah, this podcast is all about, baby. Getting yes. you out and watching <laughs> new films and reviewing them from, a. I guess from a filmmaker's perspective, that's kind of the whole thing. So, but uh, yeah, from artisan artiste perspective. <laughs> yeah, if uh, and don't be nervous. Like it, we are streaming to about right right now as we speak. I think we have a five million downloads. So um, Ooh, that's not oh. true at all. Uh, so wow. really, that, don't that's like, just in yeah. that's just in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's just in Ohio. Yeah, half the population of Ohio <laughs> listens to us. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Isaac's band, New Modern, fantastic. You should definitely check them out. Now, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, right? All of it, My yes. favorite YouTube music. Uh, Spencer gives me shit for that all the time. <laughs> yes, YouTube music. Hey, it's oh good, all right? It's good. <laughs> you have Stockholm Syndrome. I, yeah. uh, I, <laughs> um, my name is Spencer. Um, I am, uh, I don't know, I'm a human being. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, so Gradu- the movie. graduated from Greendale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go human beings. Um, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I like stories and music. Um, so I do, I do a bunch of different art that involves like storytelling. Um, a lot of times in like audio mediums, but if it's like movie music or musical theater or like podcasting, um, screenwriting, um, you know, poetry. Um, all kinds of stuff, and I've probably forgotten a lot, a lot of stuff. But you know, my whole thing is like music and stories. I love film for like how collaborative a medium it is. I really enjoy that. There's so many art forms that come together to to make a, a, a motion picture. There's a lot to pay attention to, enjoy, and notice, and you can rewatch a movie so many times and and notice things in the art department or notice things in you know costumes, sets, mm-hmm. makeup, acting, music. You know cinematography editing there's just so much that goes into it and it's it's crazy I really I don't, yeah it. i don't think like the average movie goer knows how much goes into a film like if you've ever stopped and watched the credits to like, let's just take a marvel film for instance because it seems like we're always talking about marvel on our show but there's like there's like a thousand names a thousand people who are working on just one film from like anything from like actually on set to all the way down to like accounting, which is crazy to think about. Uh, how many mm-hmm. people? Oh, it's nuts. But uh, I love movies. C- catering, catering, catering. Catering, yeah. Craft yeah. services, huge. You got to keep yeah. your troops fed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, no, guys, thank you so much for being. Now, Spencer, okay, do you have, you have a podcast as well, right? Uh, yeah, I think we're actually bringing that one to a close. I, had, oh. I did a podcast during the pandemic. Did you um, really? And it was... I did. It was called Inseparable. Uh, it was like a comedy variety show um, that involved like 
it's kind of stand up and just like improv, uh, lots of like silly songs. Is that the um, one? So MC birthday. Yeah, if you look up, gosh, there's a track from the that came out of that podcast. It's like a really, really absurd freestyle I did on the show called MC Birthday Celebration. Um, and it just gets so existential and <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm probably gonna there's there's probably gonna be more music I go back to and listen to and be like, Oh, I'm gonna need to produce this track too and so we'll see what else kind of grows out of that. It's but, one of the best yeah. songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. That's yeah. very kind. Isaac, I know you're in a band and everything, but I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> New Modern's great and all. Yeah. But we're, we're, you, no, don't, we're making a song together. <laughs> I get you guys like value your craft and everything. <laughs> MC birthday celebration. <laughs> Can't hold a candle. Uh, well, anyways, so that's 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 what we do. We banter all the time, all the time. Like Chance and I, um, he's gonna be first of all, he's gonna be pissed that we're talking about this movie without him because he really, oh, really? wants to talk about this film. But he's oh, seen man. it like a hundred times, so I don't care. Uh, I'm <laughs> I, I'm definitely gonna disappoint him at this discussion because <laughs> I only watched the movie for the first time last night. Yeah, and I was baked. Like I was, I was not. I was hardly there. Um, <laughs> So uh, there's oh, definitely a, act one felt like it lasted three hours uh, <laughs> for me. So um, I'm definitely going to disappoint you. I'm sorry, Chance, in advance. I'm really sorry. This sounds like a movie that you love. Even um, better. No, I, I loved it better. too, but. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Chance usually has like an hour worth of news, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not as prepared as Chance. So um, here's here's my news of the day. It's really hot. It's like 90 degrees in Ohio. Um, we are also, I should mention, we're doing this virtually. You guys are in Colorado, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I got that right. Uh, and, and we're here in Columbus. So uh, there might be a bit of a delay, but we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post, right? That's the that's, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. That's the mm-hmm. favorite saying of, uh, of filmmakers. Um, but yeah, that's our news. It's really hot. It's hot as balls. I'm sweating my ass off. So let's do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, Isaac, you've seen hereditary before which of course is the movie we're talking about today if i haven't mentioned it but you've seen this movie before right how many times have you seen it yeah i think this was uh probably my fifth time oh okay watching it yes all right well perfect so you'll have a better uh you'll have like better notes and everything uh, as opposed to spencer (laughs) over here (laughs) you're like fact check me (laughs) well he he said this is moving slowly and i'm like i i could see how you're feeling yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah what was spencer like when he was watching this did you look over and just like look at him and was he like freaking out or something Uh, (laughs) we actually we actually have some footage of that uh would you would you would you like to uh hear a little snippet of what what our viewing party was actually like um i without any question hell yes i would <laughs> all right here you go here you go well I'll, I'll, I'll cue it up hopefully you'll be able to hear it on uh, on zoom too but we'll okay. definitely get this uh in the record so here you go can you see that i can here you go yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> no it, it's actually it's one of the most legible ones comic sans yeah it is i saw okay. this is like a recent headline i saw i just want to i thought that that's just <laughs> If you have dyslexia, it's the most legible. I have dyslexia. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I think. Um, what? I'm filming this because oh I just want to show on the record for Logan. 
that we've been like quote unquote watching hereditary for like half an hour but what we're actually doing right now is trying to change the closed captions font to comic sans and we've only like kind of been watching maybe five minutes of the film because we keep stopping it to tell each other random All right, what about, stories what about papyrus <laughs> <laughs> the point is we're fucking high. This is how I when we went when we when we, when we watched our degree. So, I'm so sorry. Uh so yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> why were you trying to what why was closed caption so important oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we watched it on voodoo uh because we had like a free download oh link. yeah 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 wow we just sound like the sketchiest people <laughs> no I, I i bought the i had the 4k blu-ray at uh, home yeah. so I, I had the digital download code. no it does come with yeah. that yeah if so yeah, yeah. no one buys physical media anymore it seems but it does yeah happen. well if you're if you're really like, in the future that did come with like a little piece of paper that that has that, on yeah, that exactly and like also what what is that disc rot or whatever laser rot where like discs don't even last that long like oh, is that no true idea. it's been Oh yeah, it's been like a decade, and a ton of a ton of releases on on hard disk are already like non-functional. Get out of here! Really, I've um, never heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone, mm. look up disc rot and, and freak out. <laughs> oh, you're and gonna test have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we watched it on Vudu, and the captions were really small, and we were just trying to fix it, and then we decided to make a comic sans. So I don't know. See, now that's, it, that's how that started. It drives me insane when. Now, if it's like a foreign film, like if it's like Inglorious Bastards and there's captions, like I can obviously, because I don't speak Italian fluently anymore. Um, Buongiorno. Uh, Buongiorno. But like I can't <laughs> stand when captions are on just in the entire film. But Chance is the exact opposite. Like he has to have captions on and he reads along with every film that he watches. Mm. I'm more like Chance. You're more like Chance? It depends. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I mean, like I was used to like subtitles you know growing up because like i lived in mexico so like you know we'd get like films down there and they'd have subtitles or like yeah. you know have the uh, dub over which was terrible um <laughs> but yeah no i think uh it's easier to follow the plot like sometimes i don't know if you have like you're really distractible um i don't know i, I agree. yeah is there like a is there a spanish version of breaking bad like oh, a whole remake of Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, like Spanish. a shot for shot remake. Oh god. Oh, I've actually <laughs> like is it like a, a complete ripoff kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Me, 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 metastasis? Uh, metastasis. Metastasis, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like I mean they adapt it for like Colombian uh whatever. I don't know how that works. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Subtitles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for those too lazy to like watch, you know, the original Breaking Bad and read the subtitles. Here's a shot for shot remake that's like readapted for your culture. Oh wow. You know what? Yeah, that's weird. actually pretty awesome, I'm gonna say. I mean It's you, ambitious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just thinking about the production. That's very diplomatic. Yeah. Jesus. Couldn't imagine. 
see, here we go. Like, I just get, I think it's me who gets us off topic all the time. Like, we're talking about fucking <laughs> closed captions in a Breaking Bad remake. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. We, we need to do that with Parasite, make a shot for shot remake, but for Americans. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because everyone complaining about having to watch it with captions. Yeah, it'll be set in like the Midwest and they'll be like, oh, yeah, there's someone living in my basement. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we should do it. All right. I'm putting that down as our next project. <laughs> no, that's our idea. Don't you fucking oh, stop. shit. <laughs> All right, fine. Just consult with me. I want that cut out of the podcast. Never. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, man. So I take, I take really detailed notes sometimes. Uh-huh. It, it depends. Like, this is my first time watching this. So, like, I'm really trying to pay attention to the movie. Um, so fifty percent of the time taking really good notes, and then like it's gonna jump from like Act One all the way to Act Three. So forgive me, but um, <laughs> I, I will kind of kick it off. So yeah, the whole the whole movie. How would you describe like what is, what the hell is this movie about? It's about a family of of four. No, is that right? Yeah, so four and a dog mm-hmm. that lives somewhere in the Midwest. Looks like birch tree forest. Birch, yeah, right. Um, and. They are, for lack of a better term, their family is somewhat possessed by, it's, it's like, what did it turn, first of all, full spoilers, this movie's been out for like, what, four years now, right? So, yeah, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I mean, just just, just watch it. Um, it's a good movie. It is a great movie. I, I do have to say, I loved every minute of it. But, uh, yeah, the family's like taken over by like what some kind of king or some like basically loki but he's like some kind uh, of trickster payman yeah payman one mm-hmm. of he's a demon uh uh one of i think there's like 12 uh sort of like princes second in command to satan i think so this uh, is a payman real thing. is one of them yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's like based in demonic lore i'm pretty sure huh okay Mm-hmm. I've never heard of of any of this before. I thought it was really interesting, and like it made me really want to watch Midsummer because like this is oh yeah, like it's this another... is another Ari Aster film, right? Um, mm-hmm. Writer director, yeah. But what a what a fucking thrill ride! This movie was great. Also, you can curse on this show as much as you want, by the way, or not. I was curious about that. I've yeah. already cursed a couple times. So I was like, is <laughs> yeah. that is that okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we don't care. Fuck. There you go. Um, <laughs> but all right. So uh, I, I will say, um, I'll start off with one of my first likes. I loved the first shot of a film. I think like one of the most interesting things you can do is like set set a film up with your first shot. And this has a really good one, uh, Spencer. You probably don't remember it, but that's okay. But uh, you're exactly right. I was too high to even. I have no <laughs> idea what it was. <laughs> all right. So this is perfect. I can explain it to you. So it's, it's a, a crazy intricate shot. So. It starts where the camera is like shooting outside of a window, focusing on a treehouse, I believe. Um, and Isaac, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong at all, because um, I probably will be. Um, but it's focused on a treehouse, but the camera is pulling back, and it's also like they're racking focus at the same time. So they're they're changing their focal distance from the treehouse to uh the window and then they're inside of the house and it's all one shot the camera pans over and we see like the mom's workshop because i guess she's like an architect or, or something or she does like a lot of planning i don't know it actually makes explained? miniatures it's like an art gallery yeah, yeah. it's like miniatures okay it's all just right. like miniatures for display at art galleries i think okay because it's never like 
or maybe it is. I just totally missed it. But um, I'm surprised you know that. <laughs> well, because the gallery, the gallery kept calling her. Oh, I know it's because the gallery right. called her in Act Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there for that. Too. <laughs> but yeah, the, so the shot continuously pans over, and we see like all of her miniatures. And then it does something really interesting. It pans over to a diorama of what it looks like the room that the kid who maybe you think his name is Peter, maybe Peter. Yes. Um, Where he's sleeping and it's all one shot. And then obviously somewhere because it's an actual miniature that we're looking at, it transitions to live action. Like the kids in the bed and the dad walks in. It's fucking crazy. Like the amount of work just goes into that one shot is insane. And I loved every minute of it. Wow, I should rewatch that. It's a really, it, it's <laughs> that a sounds very, really cool. Yeah, it's a really ambitious <laughs> shot because, like, at like at the beginning, you're like, oh, I'm just watching like a normal, a normal scene. Nothing's happening. But once you realize, like, oh wait, we were just shit. We were just looking at a whole bunch of miniatures. Like, damn, that's impressive. Which is, just crazy. A good use of like, I guess I don't even know. I don't want to say CGI, but like. Just comping in a real life footage into a, into a, a little diorama. It's very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did. I did notice like throughout there are some sort of like tilt shift shots yeah. where like things that are to scale are made to look miniature, yeah. and I thought that was cool too. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected the whole miniatures thing to come to play in the plot. Yeah, like didn't. it kind of didn't. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. But Have you ever seen this just... movie called Game Night? Oh, Ooh, I love that movie. No, I haven't seen it. It's really good, but they do yeah. like they do almost the exact mm. same thing. Where like so, game night is like where a whole group of friends are like playing games, obviously, and at, at night, at night, yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> at night. during the day. Uh, but like <laughs> it's day games. <laughs> but what's really cool is they do the same thing. Where like all of their like aerial shots it makes it look like it's a monopoly board like little fake houses mm-hmm. which Ooh. is a genius it sets you up into like this whole little universe i immediately thought of the same thing um when i saw this i, I love it i love it when filmmakers kind of do that that same stuff maybe they don't even mean to but it's like a happy accent it's awesome that's cool mm-hmm. yeah really cool um so all right. I also do this thing where I take a bunch of notes and like like a bunch of questions, like like I, I'm confused about, and I try to talk it over with Chance, or I guess with you guys <laughs> in this case. Um, yeah. So, but one of my like first general notes is like, do, do you know do you know the kid who plays Peter? Have you ever seen the show called The Naked Brothers Band that was on like Nickelodeon? Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. I haven't seen that. Oh cool. Yeah, that's yeah, him. Like, Crazy car. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he does the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. It's crazy oh, wow. to see him pop up in this. Like because he's yeah. like not acted at all and he's fantastic in this in this film. Yeah, I, I think the most recent thing, I, I don't know if it was before or after hereditary, but um I was he was in Jumanji, like the one with the rock. Yeah, you're right, he and, was. And, like he doesn't get any like screen time really and so it's like okay like he survived nickelodeon but like what's next <laughs> right it- oh wow that's crazy yeah i didn't the, i was surprised to see it took me a while to place him but the guy who played the husband i think his name is steve yeah what's um, he been in i can't think of anything the usual suspects he was keaton 
it took me so long to place that face. Okay. But that's Keaton from Usual Suspects. I, that's one. I haven't seen him in forever either. That's mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, right? Uh, Kevin Spacey's. Well, I don't want to give away the. the uh, ending yeah, because I've the never seen suspects, it. But, so, and that's like uh, one I need to watch. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, you really do. Kevin Spacey plays what? What is his name? Uh, Rob Verbal. Verbal. Verbal Kent. Yeah. What are these names? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ask, ask Brian. <laughs> don't ask him. <laughs> we don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah, this is a, yeah. Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer. Oh yikes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh boy. Um, you gotta look that shit up if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Age like milk. Like <laughs> <Age laughs> milk. <laughs> Amazingly. Yikes. Yeah. Um I was surprised. I I I took him I took me a while to place his face too. I hadn't seen him in a while and uh that was cool. But God, Tony Collette. Oh man shit. Tony Collette is so good in this movie. Yeah, she steals the show. Um mm-hmm. she just she's got this problem where she can't get away from people who see dead people. Uh she, all these people, Joan and then fucking Freddie Highmore years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like what in so I'm confused about what she is because in like one part she says that she's a medium so like that's not right that's not true right because she's not really a medium Uh, like this her family's just cursed yeah so though at least like my interpretation was um so when she does that uh like she she wakes up peter and her husband uh, whatever his name was Mm -hmm. um she brings them there and she does that like uh, she mentions how she had read that thing uh, and she's like, oh, I don't know. It was like something in Latin. I don't yeah, know what yeah, it says. Yeah. Um, oh. I thought that that was like her allowing whatever it is like to come in here. Um, and like, it's just in her at that point. Um, and then that's where it leads to, um, I don't know if you recall, but there's the, the scene where she's like cutting her head off. Yeah. Like she's oh, just great well, How do you not recall that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where she's floating. And then, um, so Peter had jumped off, right? And he was like dead or unconscious yep. or whatever. So you hear her cut her head off and the head like thuds. And then you see that little like floating, like little animation they do. Yeah. And then that animation like goes into Peter. So it's like it was in her. Oh, oh, the whole that's time. Payment. Like that's, yeah, that's the, payment. that's the demon. Yeah. Oh, oh. Interesting. Okay. See, I didn't pick up on that. I get. I like, I knew like there, she was obviously fucked up in the head. But you know, yes. Like who who knows what that? Like she loses she loses her mom, and then she loses her daughter in the course of like what a week, two weeks, or something like that. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say she loses her head. <laughs> she does lose I her mean, head too. Literally <laughs> and <laughs> you know, metaphorically. Oh, that man. is really interesting. That is really interesting because you and I, we Isaac, you and I talked briefly after watching it. Mm-hmm. We had a brief discussion about like because when I after watching it, I was like, wow, that was really good. Like it's a great horror movie. I didn't. I couldn't it, it didn't really like hammer you over the head with any sort of like metaphorical meaning though yeah you know like often you'll be like oh that was an allegory for you know um like the birds right the birds is a is an allegory for like I don't know like s- sexual temptation I guess I can't I don't know it's just because it's Hitchcock probably right. <laughs> or like yeah or like psycho I don't know um but in this case like it didn't really seem to have like a one for one, like analogy yeah. of like, Oh yeah. The, the big bad in this is a representation of like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Yeah. That's a great point. I don't know if there is 
I mean, obviously there's got to be one, right? Like, but what yeah. is it? I don't know. It's going to take someone a lot smarter than me to figure it out, but. Well, Isaac, you suggested like mental illness. Yeah. Because- yeah. And I mean, this is like from what I've read from what Ari, you know, has to say about the movie. He talks about like trauma of being the most obvious one, um, but also how like, you know, you add the dynamic of like mental illness, right? Cause everybody in the moot in the film is going through their own, like that's true sort of like a journey, right? Where like, she's grieving. Um, the mom, um, is grieving Charlie and then Peter is grieving. You know, he's obviously like feels extremely guilty about it. And then you have the husband who's like his marriage or like his, you know, this family's like deteriorating and he resorts to like taking pills right. and it's like, you know, it's 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 how trauma affects um, this family. It's actually really um, good. I would mm-hmm. say that that's probably like yeah, right on the money. Like that's if anything, that's the one thing that I can see. But yeah, it takes like a, it takes definitely like thinking about it to register. You know, to like really piece mm-hmm. together like what is this about? That's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and mental illness could be hereditary. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. I mean, yeah, it's called hereditary, yeah. right, for a reason. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what's the name, like, where does the name come from? Is it, like, like grief passed down from, like, you know, her mother to her? Because she told this story at one time where she's like, yeah, like, her, you know, her son killed himself or my brother killed I think himself. it's her brother. Yeah. I think it's her brother. Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. and I'm like, is that what's passed down, the grief? But I guess, since we have that whole god thing i guess he was just with the family then right yeah i yeah. think he killed himself to avoid being a vessel for yes, the demon correct yeah. that's the implication because okay. yeah but that's like the literal reason you know uh-huh but the i guess the like a bigger bigger reason could be like oh well yeah like mental illness runs in the family yeah. to an extent and i think about like tony collette's character in act one and i think like i mean even before because one of the really interesting things about this movie to me was the fact that we sort of learn what's going on along with the characters. Often in horror, there's like sort of a dramatic irony where you know someone's in trouble and they don't know it yet, or you know where the big bad is mm-hmm. and they don't know where it is yet. And and then you can go like, like you know, look out. No, don't go in there. Don't go in there, you fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. In this case, like <laughs> we, we don't know anything more than the characters know as we go along basically. Right. Um, and that means in act one, like Tony Collette, as far as we know, is just like responding poorly to all of this like grief, which like, I mean, understandable. Yeah. Hard. You can't falter for that. Uh, but it's messy. Right. Right. And, and for the whole beginning of that movie, you're just like, yeah, everything's, everything's, this is just a family drama. Yeah. You know, it's not until you start getting like turns in the second act that you start realizing, Oh, this is t- demonic possession. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think like because I basically went into this movie totally blind. Just like I'll do the same with with Midsummer. Like I have no clue what that movie's about, except she wears a flower mm-hmm. crown. That's all I know. Um, but like I was wondering, like where where is this gonna go? And it took mm-hmm. it took a turn. <laughs> it, it, but yeah, <laughs> really cool though. Like really different. And that's that's one of my notes in here somewhere. It's like I love that. You know, it's not like your typical. I think the horror genre is in my opinion, probably the most oversaturated one in film. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. everyone can make a scary horror film. Like it's hard to write comedy because you know, what everyone perceives comedy to be is totally different, but like horror is like, boo, like that's, that's something scary that everyone can write, <laughs> but like this sub scare. <laughs> yeah. Like, but this totally subverts that and it's totally different. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's like very like, um, 
Yeah, like psycho-inducing. Like that'd be terrifying. Like what the hell would you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know. What well, and I think it like the way it does that is like I think the dialogue is like really grounded. Like yeah. the characters are really grounded, yeah. and it's like you know you can question choices a lot of the time in horror movies. You know you can question the choices the character <laughs> makes, and you're like, why'd you go into the <laughs> right. dark house for no reason? Like what were you looking for? <laughs> right. You're ball like what but in this one you know everyone's just making like the choices that i you know i feel like i would make you know i'm like oh "Oh, shit like i just you know i'm partially responsible for the death of my younger sibling what am i going to do i'm going to shut down you know and it's like all of a sudden these like you know they become super like helpless and the first act is like setting all this up you know obviously you have the inciting incident um, she loses her head and it's still like very slow after that point like but you start to like descend with them and you see them all become very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're like, you're, you know, you're grieving with them. Right. And all of a sudden, all these other terrible things start happening. And you're like, oh, my God, like all these choices that I related, like with, you know, with the for, with the characters, um, all of a sudden, these other external factors are happening. Like, how would I even react? Yeah. And the characters react in ways that you would react. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how how you're able to. So did Ari Aster write this? I don't know. Chance usually looks this up. Yes, I think yes, he did, yeah? totally. Um, how he's Road able directed. to like convey that is nuts. I, I, I mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I'm not a writer whatsoever. Um, there's no way in hell I could ever do that. I, I don't think so. Like impressive, like bravo to him. Like that's that's hard shit to like actually put like real human emotion like into your dialogue. It's tough. Like yeah, yeah. People praise it, Tarantino for like his writing, but it, like saying like oh it's so real, but like it's definitely not. It's so stylized. No, it's stylized, yeah. and that has its own merit. Yeah. Um, it's just different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, it's what 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 struck me uh, especially about the writing. This was the this this was the thing I couldn't get past was like the fact that that inciting incident like charlie being decapitated doesn't happen until like i could be wrong about this but if my memory serves me it happens like 30 minutes into the film um which like okay if you're doing like a 90 minute movie right like blake snyder beat sheet uh that's good that should happen way sooner than like a quarter of the way through the through your movie yeah like let alone at the half hour mark because like hereditary is two hours long we spend 25% of that movie just getting like the context mm-hmm. of like who, what this family is, their dynamics with each other. Uh, we get insight into like Tony Collette's character, the grief she's already experiencing. We spend fucking like 25%, half an hour uh, of that movie just sort of sitting with the family where the story hasn't started yet. Well, and there's still a, uh... There's still like the well, you you were pretty high too. Um, <laughs> you're, no, you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> there there are still um, moments right where it's like asking questions. Like all of us. Like there's the letter right with the mom that she leaves Tony Collette. And she's like, that's right. Hey, like this will all be worth it. And you know, there's in the mm-hmm. beginning they talk about like you know blah 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 passed away. Like it it's, it has that, and then. All of a sudden, Charlie's like cutting off the head of like a a pigeon, pigeon. and like oh making God. this weird thing. And then why did Tony, Tony Collette just see her mom right there? Like, yeah, you know, it's like these. It's like asking questions. So maybe like traditionally, the pacing isn't as like, um, I don't know, like as straightforward as like a normal horror film. But for for me, it works in that like 
I'm like, okay, what is happening right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of horror is this? You're trying to unpack it. And there are definitely creepy things. And all of a sudden you have that thing where you, you think Charlie's going to be like, you know, the big bat, right? That's exactly what I thought. I thought she was going to be the demon. Yeah. And then, well, she she is, right? But then, but then the head thing happens and you're like, oh, but she's not. And then like it, it sets that up, you know, it's like, boom. Yeah. Did, uh, did, did, did y'all not cut off pigeon heads when you were a kid? Oh, well, every <laughs> that... day, but, you know, I didn't <laughs> telegraph it like she did now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, yeah. what are you, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just registered that as foreshadowing now. Like, I didn't even realize. Yeah, same. In retrospect, I'm like, oh, yeah, she cut off the pigeon head. I just uh-huh. thought she was uh-huh. weird, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, yeah, it's a cool mislead yeah. for it to be, like, she's not actually the big bad, like, she's just... You know, it's just possessing her. It was pretty cool. So, I still think, I still think, like structurally, the inciting incident didn't happen until half an hour in. I'm not saying the first half hour like wasn't valuable, or there weren't like conflicts or questions, or you know, like seeds being planted and foreshadowing happening. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, as far as like the functional structure goes, we didn't get an inciting mm-hmm. incident until like half an hour in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's significant. Um, but I'm totally with you. Like, I, yeah. I'm totally with you on like mm-hmm. that was not wasted time at all. Yeah, and it was yeah. really engaging and interesting. And yeah, like necessary for the story mm-hmm. so just unusual i think that's cool so spe- oh, sorry, all right so i have a question so speaking of that whole headless scene so they're driving down you know she she has you know she goes into anaphylactic shock they're driving down the highway trying to get to a hospital she sticks her head out boom decapitated Ugh. does he just leave her there what happens yeah he just mm-hmm. fucking dips out like how did they explain mm-hmm. that like I yeah, that goes into shock. I right, I get it. I get it. But like And he was high. <laughs> he was, that's he will. true. He, yeah. he took one drag on a water <laughs> pipe. It's not gonna <laughs> yeah. I that was a little I was like, I can't you can't blame the weed for that. So like does he like how does that work? Does he call the police? Did the police call the mom, it seems like, but then how does um, he explain the whole it, situation to his parents? So it was I think what happens he's like sleeping right like or he tries to sleep yeah and then it's morning and then tony collette's like all right i'm gonna go get my car which my you know angel teenager son left park right here mm-hmm. it's like oh my god there's charlie's body without a head oh my god can you oh, imagine was the body still Holy in the car shit. yes yeah because yeah, oh, the head fuck. the next shot after that is charlie's head just, just like head. with the ants that's why tony collette like screamed when she was just like going out for 20 minutes with the car like at the driveway. Damn, I totally missed that. I guess I thought like, but yeah, that doesn't even make sense why I would have thought that. I totally thought like, you know, she'd lost her head and the body went with it, I guess, but that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Damn. And and, he, and he's like, it, there's the part where he like, you know, wants to look at the rear view mirror and then he can't, yeah. he just can't bring himself to look, but he, he knows what happened, but he doesn't want to accept it. So he just drives and then he's like, all right, I'm going to try to pretend this didn't happen. Yeah. Good and scene. There's a, there's a, yeah. Um, it, it just reminds me a little bit of uh, Akira Kurosawa's film. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Ikiru, Ikiru. Um, hmm. It's a. It's. Uh, it's about this guy who, like, the inciting incident of the film is he realizes he has like terminal cancer, um, and I won't spoil the film because it's a really great film. Um, it's probably one of my favorites. Uh, but you know, compared to Breaking Bad, when Walt learns he has cancer, right? You get this like tinnitus. Um, and like really like sort of dramatic, slow, like, Mm -hmm. you know, camera moves and he's like, 
you know, just like shocked and out of it, right? Compare that to what Kurosawa does with the same news. The protagonist learns, you know, in the first act that he has terminal cancer and he just like goes home and brushes his teeth. Right. And like we watch him like go home, comb his hair, brush his teeth, go to bed. Like nothing is different. Um, and that's how a lot of people respond to grief. You know, there's like stories of people in like terrorist attacks and, you know, shootings and stuff, just sort of like doing what they need to do. Yeah. Like slowly and reasonably and then like leaving. Um, so like, I thought it was a really sort of, I don't know, tough and like realistic sort of depiction of what you would actually do in that kind of situation. Yeah, no doubt. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that'd be fucking terrible. You have to live with that the rest of your life. Uh, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. See, this is what I love. Yeah. I love films that like make you think and like really put you in that position. Cause that's the horror for me. Like, me. like that's, that's mm-hmm. the scary part. Like knowing what you did and like having to live with it. Oh man. It like makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Genuinely. I don't want to, it's awful. Um, it's the stuff of horror. <laughs> it's the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then like that whole, that decapitation scene, like there's that little, I don't know if like anyone, I'm sure people obviously picked up on it, but like there's the symbol that the mother's necklace was on the mm-hmm. pole, which is great foreshadowing. Uh, it's like the, maybe the second or third time you see it and like, you're not really sure what it is, but you're like, okay, something's going on here. Like something's happening. Um, <laughs> that can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I love it when films do that little foreshadowing stuff. Um, and then, oh man, we got to talk about the dinner scene. Like where like he oh, finally oh. confronts, his mother, Ooh. like, why aren't you so, like, why are you treating me so terribly? Uh, Tony Collette's mm-hmm. probably her best, best scene. Um, fantastic, absolutely loved every every second of it. That's where the dialogue yeah. really shines. Like, that's some good shit. That's good right. Between that, between that, and like her monologue at the at the grief, uh, like the group, yeah. uh, grief thing. Yeah. Like her monologue there's really yeah, good. That's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, that dinner scene's so great. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Um, so I'm like looking through my notes at the same time. Um, they're totally good. Yeah, it's because it's like we finally get the characters, you know, f- for a while the characters have sort of been shifting around, talking about, confronting the reality of this thing. And like, mm-hmm. it's the first time the son is like, like, just say it. Like, just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they all just kind of put it out on the table. And that's when we really start to see like that the dad's sort of dysfunction is like he doesn't want to engage like he would like to just sort of ignore things and let things go on as normal. Mm. And, um, Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see that like, uh, Tony Collette had an amazing performance. It was really fascinating to me to like, it was an insight into the dad in that scenario too, just by how little he actually like engaged in that conflict. Mm -hmm. Like the dude just fucking sat there and then like Tony Collette left and he fucking kept eating his peas or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Eat your peas, Harold. Go on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a um, that's a great I, point. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember how I remember this, but I know it was one of my viewings. I picked up on it was implied that um, she was one of his uh, patients, um, the dads. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> like it was like I forget where I, I'll have to look it up because he is but, a doctor. You're right. Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah, and I think he he was maybe a, a psychiatrist or right, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn. Oh my God. Like bef- yeah. Before they were married, or like uh, currently. Yeah, I think that's how like how they met. Ugh. That was. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, that's just terrible. Yeah. Like big yikes, as yeah. the kids say. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Zoinks. All right. Zoinks. All right easy there. All right. Scooby Doo Doo. <laughs> yeah, speaking of horror <laughs> I'm proud of you for picking up on that that's a really good uh, that's amazing yeah. that's a great detail oh yeah yeah oh my god this is definitely a movie that I want to watch again and like now knowing like what I know now I want to go back and like rewatch it all over again and see like what I can pick up on I'm I'm very thankful that my wife didn't watch it with me because she wouldn't have slept ever again because she hates any type of horror oh, film yeah. whatsoever oh, man. Uh, yeah and Chance is like trying to get me to like like no you'll you'll be fine you know it's not really demons <laughs> no. it is but no she would have it's not for everyone yeah. it's not for everyone there's no way it's, it's heavy it's definitely heavy yeah damn um you know what something i was just thinking about with the movie is the camera work and it's like some of the camera work reminded me of hitchcock in a little bit um because you get these like what a film teacher once described to me as like muscular camera moves um where you'll have like you know the camera just pointed square on someone you know a centered frame and then it'll do this like sort of pivot around to reveal something behind them or sort of you know there's yeah. like just very sort of i mean muscular is a good word for it like mm-hmm. bold um moves where you're like wow this camera is definitely like narrating yeah it's its own uh, character you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. showing me what you know what it wants me to see and i i I really enjoyed that it sort of made the movie feel like sometimes the bottom fell out in a way where the camera does a sort of like disorienting kind of it's a good phrase i like it yeah i don't know it was cool Mm -hmm. yeah i gotta say one of the things that i really liked about this one is is the editing of it too is really it was edited really well together it somewhat felt like a little disjointed in places and maybe that's what they wanted you to feel too. Like they wanted you to feel like, I mean, everyone is kind of having their own like breakdown. So the edit is like that as well, but, but there are really good transition shots. Like there's, um, there's a moment where Peter is sitting on his bed, kind of just like staring at nothing and it's pitch Mm -hmm. black and the camera cuts perfect continuity and he's in the classroom. Fantastic. Great, mm-hmm. great work on both the editor's part and like the continuity of that. How the hell would you get that? But it, it looks, it looks amazing. I loved it. That was great. Yeah, and they have the, they have little things like uh, when Charlie's throat starts to close up, um, they cut to them packing the bowl. Yeah, and it's like right on her throat, and it's like you know shoving it down, and it's like, I mean, it's it's <gasps> oh. it's small, but yeah. you know, it's like so effective at like oh. It's it's happening. Yeah, yeah it's you really pointed that good. out to me when we were watching. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. smart. I was too high to understand what you were saying, but now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you, you higher announcement? Are you? <laughs> what? what are, you, are you talking to someone? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's super fucking cool. Yeah, all those like match cuts mm-hmm. really. You know the I, I there were those. Uh, time lapses too where it'd be like oh suddenly day to night or night to day and there's be like a shot of the property and it's suddenly just like yeah boop, like they mm-hmm. do that it yeah. kind of adds i don't know 
makes yeah. it feel a little more like surreal or sort of it's weird it's like otherworldly in a way for suddenly things just go like boop yeah and i and i want to like actually like mention quickly too about it does you know it like there's a huge contrast between night and day in that like you don't ever see like you know midday in that in the movie or so it feels like That's right where true. it's like yeah it's either going to be really bright or like really dark yeah. oh man. and it like it manages to do what like a lot of horror movies like you know if it's set in like daytime it's not gonna be scary right but i think one of the scariest scenes is when he's in the classroom and he like raises his hand and yep. his you know jaws all like sideways like that's crazy and yeah. it's like there are a bunch of students there so it shouldn't be scary right? right like a lot of these people that oh what is this demon gonna do hurt them but yet it's so scary because we're so invested in the character and it's daytime and even the daylight isn't safe. Right. The first film, I like that you bring that up because like, it, yeah, it doesn't really, there's not a lot of films that like really do that. Like a lot of horror films that do that. But like the first one that I remember um, is like the made for TV it. If you've ever seen that with. Um, yeah. yeah. Like oh, he yeah. was, you know, he's a clown. He's in broad daylight and he's like killing mm-hmm. kids and abducting them. It's like, yeah, you really don't feel safe. And I love it when they do that. Cause that is like, quote unquote breaking the norm of what most horror films do. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but that's that's really good. I've got to watch see again. A deep film I'd love to watch again. It's great. <laughs> it's cool how like Hereditary does subvert tropes yeah. and sort of plays with your expectations in a way with like we were talking about earlier where like Charlie seems like she's gonna be like the the horror of the movie and then like she just like dies and you're like, what? Yeah. What's gonna happen now? Mm-hmm. Like what a creepy girl's dead. Like yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a question. It doesn't go where you expect. I have yeah. another question about mediums. So, because that one girl, she claims to be a medium that was a Joan or something. something mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. This doesn't really pertain to the movie, but do you guys believe in mediums? Like, do you believe in that, any of that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, don't believe in it, I think. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the CIA is going to declassify a report on UFOs like in a couple weeks. I and like, so. I didn't, I was like skeptical of that. I mean, I watched X-Files with the rest of you, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't believe. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the tagline. <laughs> oh my god but now now that shit's coming out so i'm a little i'm a little it's making me question kind of everything i'm a little like maybe i don't know can you, can you play like the x-files theme can you do that uh, <laughs> we <laughs> can sing it <laughs> that's what we want <laughs> i do movie music uh <laughs> if anyone needs it yeah. oh my god no i mean yeah like, this i I don't know. I just, I've seen so many things like just about like mediums like, oh, well, well, how's your, how's your father? Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Like he told me to tell you hello. It's just like, ah, Mm. I don't know. I think it's a bunch of horse shit. I think mediums are just like scam artists that are really good at reading you and you have to be open to it as well. And like, Mm -hmm. they just say very vague things like, oh, you know your father's name john um oh yes well i meant his middle name yes john yeah yeah frank yeah, yeah that's a that's a cold reading technique yeah, yeah. so it, like i i'm a big mentalism fan too like i love darren brown and yeah. darren brown has lots of he did a whole like 
TV episode on on mediums where he went and and did exactly the same thing yeah. and like convinced an actual medium that he was also a medium. Anyone could do it. Just by doing yeah mm-hmm. manipulative shit like that, which is like I mean it's entertaining. I don't know. I don't think people should invest too much into it. But I'm telling um, you, if you make a glass fly off the table, now that's another story. Like that's mm-hmm. I might <laughs> I might change my tune there, but until that yeah. happens. <laughs> Well, that's what like works about the movie too, right? She's like, I, I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. I know. And it's like, yeah, okay. I'd be in that situation too. I'd be like, I, this is crazy. I would never this believe is her. like yeah. dumb. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'm like, I don't believe in that. Um, I mean, I, I grew up Catholic um, and like it was always like, you know, they were hitting you over the head with like, don't play with Ouija boards yeah. don't do this, witchcraft, et cetera. <laughs> yep. um, and like there are stories in my, you know, in my family that like, oh, I played with a Ouija board and I was followed around by like a monk and like my mom even saw it. And then the mom would be like, yeah, I can, I like, I totally saw something following her and I yelled at her and like, you know, it's like these really specific and like weird stories. But I think like at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think it's that. I mean, you have to be open to suggestion, right? So if you are religious, right? Or like anything like that and you believe it's a possibility, I, you know, the human mind is crazy, Very powerful. right? Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I mean, we're so good at picking up on patterns that like if we're in the middle of the night and there's like something that resembles a human face, like in the corner, We've like, had you know, our, exactly. Yeah. Our, our mind is so good at like th- saying, thinking that's a brain or that's sorry, That's a brain. That's a face, <laughs> right? That's a brain. <laughs> that's, well, that's a brain. well, you know, who knows? I don't know what you're seeing at night. It could be a brain. Um, no, that'd be even freakier. If you're just seeing a freakier. floating brain. My God. That's yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's going to think at me. <laughs> oh uh, man. There's a really good, there's a really good podcast. Not to like recommend other podcasts on your podcast. Uh, Please, listen no, to the reviews from the clubhouse uh, <laughs> and then there's this great podcast called the no sleep podcast where it's like horror stories oh yeah um, canadian podcast really good yeah um i like horror as a genre yeah i mean i'm with you like i don't i don't i'm, I'm not I'm, I, I, I'm still i'm still waiting for the evidence yeah. that like there's some you know thing there but what's interesting like there's that scene Wow, there I have so many thoughts here. Hold on, sorry. My brain could use another, <laughs> another brain. brain in the distance. Um, There's one floating in the corner. <laughs> I mean, Tony Collette is in a movie, right? I mean, she when she's like, no, trust me, like it's real. Like, just let me show you. She's in the part of the movie where it's like, in a world where mediums are real uh-huh. and your daughters are possessed by demons. And she's like, No, trust me, guys, like we're really in that world. And everyone's like, No, we're no, not. We're not. <laughs> this is the real world. She's uh-huh. like, No, it's a movie. Trust me. Uh-huh. Let me show you. We we our lives are governed by movie rules uh-huh. um like there is that scene with joan and she has her hand on the glass and then tony collette puts her hand on top of joan's hand i can't remember tony collette's character <laughs> i just keep calling her tony, yeah, collette. tony collette um that's an actual like you know that's one of the, like manipulative trickery things that like mediums will do is like move the glass with their own hand yeah, right absolutely. it's the moment when it's the moment when the glass flies out of their hand and keeps going that you're like Oh, oh fuck. shit! Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's a threshold we just crossed. Uh huh. Um, and that's the part that doesn't happen in real life, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the reactions were so like. I think what makes it scary is like the reactions, right? Where you see Peter is like starts crying, and he's like, "Like this is scaring me," mm. and it's like mm-hmm. I felt so bad. Like I'm like, mm. oh my god, I would be in the same position. Like I, this whole grief that he's still going through, and like, oh yeah. Oh my god! I'd be fucking out like of it, there. I gotta tell you, I, I would yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, and the dad is like shielding him. He's like, You're scaring him, like mm-hmm. stop. Like, oh my god. Like I I'm not a parent, you know, but like I at least I could think, you know, if, if one of my parents completely went unhinged, like off the rails, one of my parents would stick up for me, you know, yeah. to be like, Stop, you're scaring our son right now. Mm-hmm. So oh, I just get chills. Yeah. I feel like it all happened very organically. Like yeah. that seemed true to life. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's a great yeah. director. Yeah. Um, great writer. Uh, I love the... Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, I am not a... I don't hate horror films, but I just don't actively go to them or, like, watch them or anything, partly because, you know, <laughs> I have a spouse who doesn't who doesn't like horror films and can't watch them. Um, but, mm-hmm. like... Plus, I've seen so many bad horror films. That, yeah, there are too, there are too many. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. But then again, I've seen so many bad like comedies, and I still watch comedies. So. But mm. I don't know. I love it. I love it when there's a really good comedy, you know, or a really good horror film. Um, and this is one. I So, like, I give a rating on the show. Um, usually, it's if, like, I fucking hate it. Like, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, my God. I hate that <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> what's the what's the metric for the is it stars or could we do should we do like bananas or something like uh, that's great <laughs> like a bunch what's a bunch of bananas what is it 12 or is it what's six? a bite go to the grocery store Logan. well i, you can I find know them. what a bunch of bananas is but how many you asked me what a bunch of bananas is <laughs> how many is in a bunch you know like do i do you oh, give yeah. it one bunch do you give it six six mm, lone bananas six foot seven foot eight, eight foot, foot bunch, bunch. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I think this is the last time Isaac's gonna come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did he do? He's, no, he's rolling his. He's like, you know, you know how you were talking about the dad, like kind of being indifferent in the it. movie. <laughs> You're the Steve. I'm the Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in a, oh, in stop a, it, Spencer. You're scaring him. <laughs> You're scaring Logan. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, Patrick. You're scaring him. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. <laughs> I want to come up. Chance doesn't rate movies. I do. I just give him a very boring number system out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, nice. Just because it has to be yeah. a perfect film like for me to really like give it a 10 out of 10. Saving Private what, what, Ryan. What gets a 10 out of 10? Saving Private Ryan or Interstellar. Oh, those are my two, one of my two, two of my favorite films of all time. Love them. Those get 10s. They always Interesting. Will. <laughs> oh, why you love them too? I can tell by the the, the way you just said that. <laughs> That's good. No, I love them too. I don't know if they're that high on my list, but I think those it, are good. Those it are also movies. like I watched this is probably bad to say, but you know I watched Saving Private Ryan at a very impressionable time when I was younger. Mm. So like it's it's like one of these. It's like probably one of the first films that i saw we did an episode on like our most influential films i think saving private ryan was on that list um Mm, where i'm like damn filmmaking is awesome like i want to do this in any capacity Mm -hmm. that i can so like saving private ryan will always be on that list plus i love tom hanks he's my favorite actor so yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. love it yeah i dig it um yeah, what would you guys give it if you had to give it a, a a rating system? It could be anything. It could be bananas. It could be spiders. I don't care. Um, I mean, I am right there with you with a nine out of ten. Mm. Um, I love horror. I like. I had a, a day recently where it was a weekend actually. Um, I was home alone and I watched. 
I think like three conjuring movies. Um, it was like some, including some of the Annabelle. Um, I watched the descent and I played some resident evil, uh, just all in like whole one weekend. And oh my God. I, I mean, the hereditary, whenever I watched it, I was trying to do like a group watch with a couple friends and it was too slow for that. Uh, and yeah. like, I could tell my friends were getting boring, but I kept it on. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. I'm watching this. And <laughs> I was just like, this, this is not like, just a horror film you know yeah. it's not just like i can't think of anything basic right now like the conjuring movies they feel a little yeah. basic now that's a tr- um, that's a sign of a true movie lover there you're like well sorry yeah you fucking ate it but i'm gonna watch it anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah a nine nine out of ten Damn. um i'm right there with you it, i don't think it's perfect but i think you know it's one of the best horror movies of our time absolutely i appreciate it for breaking those norms and yeah it's, it's very well put together what about you spencer yeah i think it's really good um i was struggling after the movie to sort of categorize it and i remember i brought this up to you <laughs> yeah i'm like i didn't it seemed kind of set apart from horror movies that i know mm-hmm. um it was a little off the beaten path um that you know i whether that's like structurally right like maybe it was like just the beats of the story were a little differently paced than is sort of like, I don't know, st- standard. I don't know. Traditional yeah. uh, at this point, but, um, it was, it was, uh, it was great. It was freaky. I don't think I've seen anything that's quite like it. Um, some of my favorite horror movies are like, uh, uh, seven in, um, what is it? Seven. Oh, you know, it's, just, it's just seven, but there's a seven inside of it. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid oh my god i love it <laughs> um i seven freaked me out when i watched it for the first time i watched really? it at night alone yeah now that's um, interesting because yeah that's that's not you know your typical horror i, I don't even think that's categorized as as a, that's like a thriller kind of mm-hmm. i mean it, with horror yeah, elements, no, that makes sense. elements there's some, yeah there's horror elements no you're right you're right you're right no no um, no no you have your opinion you stick to it yeah 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 absolutely um i like i really liked a quiet place too yeah it's good quiet place was quite good yeah yeah i have a i have a list for you after this like the we should watch movies oh my gosh yeah, so many. yeah. <laughs> tell me i want i want recommendations yeah because there's this like like bunch of horror films that have been coming out like you know a24 has been like producing them yeah right mm-hmm. um i started it follows a few years ago and yeah it didn't it, it follows finish it yeah you need to yeah um i've heard of that one the yeah. the, the the vivich as Spencer oh, says. Yeah. Um, that's a good one though that is a good one if you, have you seen that spencer no uh, it's no good. Uh, i worked on a movie where there were temp tracks from the witch really? um so i've listened to some of the music and the music is creepy as yeah, hell but, um i need to watch that yeah okay so it seems like i'm just a little bit horror illiterate um right, just right a little bit you. just a touch um, it's like a it's like a recent crop of films though so yeah i wouldn't say you know you're like completely literate i've still got all the oldie like I'm, i pulled out like hitchcock earlier and no, that's, that's true. you know <laughs> it's a little different than what we're doing these days um i don't know on a scale from like uh the b movie being like the most horrifying to pause for laughter uh to like teletubbies uh as the least horrifying actually that should be up in the most too yeah. wait hold on i need to restart the scale uh, you could totally edit you know teletubbies to be a horror film i'm i'm, I'm almost positive 
mm-hmm. give it like nine bananas. <laughs> wow. You you like that's I've that's I'm speechless. It's one of the best rating systems I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this is like reviews of reviews that's from the clubhouse. <laughs> this is getting meta. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it about as the same as what you guys are saying. I'd say a nine out of ten. Awesome. It's right. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again. He's jumping and again on and the again. bandwagon. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean definitely. If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. It, it, don't feel like it's too late. It's never too late, baby. Um, I think that's a song. <laughs> Didn't need Wait, I needed that today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's our review of the film. And then the last little thing that we do to close it out is we always do... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Do you guys have like any other things that you want to add about this? I feel like I've talked like the whole time. No, I think... I, I mean, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Um, this yeah. was great. This was, I feel like, really thorough and interesting. And now I feel like when I go back and watch it again, I'll have more things to look for yeah. and think about. So, mm-hmm. and then next time you're on, we'll 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 go back to that. We'll do a whole another hour review of it again. <laughs> this time I was high for the third act. <laughs> totally different the second time around. Uh, but the the thing that we do to close out the show is well, first we mention our social media that you should follow us on uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at reviews from the clubhouse, but. We do a, a watch list. Like, what if we watched recently? Um, for instance, um, we just watched um, one, probably my favorite, mm, I'll say second, second favorite comedian of all time, Bo Burnham. He has a new special out <laughs> called Inside. We both just watched that mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah. my God. All right, we could do a little micro review of it. Um, okay. First of all, I think Bo Burnham is a genius, like without a doubt. Um it's hard to say that this one's really a comedy though. Like it's definitely not your standard stand-up. Mm-hmm. I would just, that was my yeah. take when yeah. Isaac and I talked about but it like yesterday. God damn. It is heavy shit. Like, yeah, it's really mm-hmm. deep. You should, uh, I mean, you should watch it. Like my first favorite comedian is Andy Kaufman and mm-hmm. Bo Burnham mm-hmm. does like, has so many Kaufman characteristics that it's it's insane you know and if you're not familiar with Andy Kaufman like um Andy Kaufman was like in my opinion probably the first to like totally broke the norms of traditional stand-up comedy like he would he would mm-hmm. do crazy shit like wrestle women for comedy and it's just fucking nuts he would he did a whole like two hour reading of a book on stage wasn't a funny book and the entire audience left you know crazy shit like that and Bo Burnham hit mm-hmm. some of those some of those nails right on the head but he is fantastic yeah i loved it all right that's the show yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> no, <God. just> <laughs> well, that's funny isaac and, I, isaac and i are both not very assertive people <laughs> so we sort of just like look at each other to like yeah pass it. i was like well do you want to say something well, i think it, it, yeah because we had a conversation about it yesterday too um yeah like i mean i think we're right there with you where yeah. it's not uh, not comedy like or it's hard to say that it is. Um, I I mean, I, I'm still like digesting it. Yeah. Like I, I mean this morning I woke up and I was like, you know, I'm going to just go read like some discussion on it, like to see what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just a lot, you know, like yeah. I went in knowing I'm like, okay, this is a Bo Burnham special. So I don't know what I'm exactly going to get, like which format or what. Um, but 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I watched it on a plane. So, you know, like I, I can't say I had moments where I laughed out loud. I right. definitely chuckled out loud at some uh, moments. <laughs> um, but White woman's Instagram is probably the best one. I mean. <laughs> oh, Spencer and I, we had a discussion about that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you liked it too, right? Yeah, I so I liked it um, with... Because uh, we, we talked about like um, kind of if it's like... Well, do we did... Cause this was, this was mostly my idea. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Well, I, for the, the first thing is like, yeah, I think confirmed, like it's not a comedy. Um, because like if you apply the principles of Aristotelian drama to the plot line, like you don't have an apotheosis at the end where the protagonist transcends sort of their flaws mm-hmm. and like becomes whole. And that definitely happens in what, um, and it definitely happens in make happy with yeah. make happy. He does that. Like, transcendental auto-tune monologue and then in what he does the you know uh Bo, oh my god mr burnham we think we know you um and that too is like oh it, it rectifies it sort of is the punchline for the end of what could be sort of like a tragic show like does not happen in inside there is no sort of like re- redeeming like apotheosis coming hold at the end I think that reflects the fact that like he's still stuck at home, yeah, you know, I think like that's still the point. in lockdown. What can you do? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I think it's appropriate. To, I think the like structure is appropriate. Um, but it's not comedy like in that sense. It, um, yeah. It's a really good look at like, I think of like the inner workings of a comedian's brain. Like if you look mm, at, like statistically, mm-hmm. if you look at like some of the most famous actors or personalities who have unfortunately taken their own lives robin williams for instance stand-up comedian and you know they oh there's that saying that like the stand-up comedian is like on the surface one of the funniest happy people you'll ever meet in your entire life but on the inside it comes from like this huge place of pain and like but bo burnham like really touches upon that like i feel like half the people are gonna take it like ah he's just playing a bit like it's just a character but like at the other time, you gotta think like, "Damn, this is how he's actually feeling." Like that's that's fucking rough. Yeah. It's- yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just to circle back to a white woman Instagram, um, <laughs> that was actually it was one of the songs in the thing that I was like, "This is." I don't know. I had it didn't sit right with me um, a little bit because like sort of the I guess the goal of comedy if I could be so bold to try to define the goal of comedy (laughs) but like you know there's this notion of like punching up right it's it's to laugh at the king uh and to like you know sort of empower the masses in a way to be able to like you know belittle poke fun at like authority and people who like take power and like that's what court gestures were for like that's what that's what that's what the like purpose of comedy it's like always punching up and like Generally, I feel like among the comedy community, like it's pretty bad practice to punch down. Like that's just bullying, right? The difference between like a joke and like bullying is just you're just making fun of someone right. who, you know, you punch, you punch them all they're down, um, hit them all they're down. So I feel like white woman Instagram, I'm like, it doesn't quite say right to me that it's like, uh, like there's there's important work that comedy can do right now that would be funny and like relieving and like. I just feel like making fun of white women, like being, being white guy comedian. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't, there's something about that. It doesn't quite feel like punching up. Exactly. I what well, you're saying. I mean, yeah. Where, where for me, like, you know, the more I've, I've digested the thing is like, I thought it, you know, I, I mean, that was one of the things I chuckled at. Right. 
Um, and then it has that moment afterwards where he's like looking at it and like disapproval. He's watching it mm-hmm. and he's just like, and I think it's like maybe like the frustration of like the content he's able to draw inspiration from or like, you know, make fun of, right. Is so limited to just like the in- internet, like, because, you know, we're all locked up and like, this is what he has mm-hmm. access to is like, oh, well, what's one thing that I'm like, I've noticed. And it's like, okay, I've been on Instagram and I've noticed that white women yeah, do this X, y, and, Z, and he right. decides to make fun of it and he's not satisfied with that. Yeah. I think it could be like interesting as that like kind of commentary, the fact he's not satisfied with the work he's doing. Then I brought up like mm-hmm. Dan Harmon talking on, on WTF with Mark Marin about like doing stand up in Milwaukee in his hometown uh, and like him not being very good at stand up. Um, and he was like, well, there's, you know, I, I eventually quit stand up because there's a certain point you reach where like, <laughs> it, it it stops being funny after a while that the joke is you're not good at stand up mm-hmm. and like for 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 Bo to like do work that he's not happy with and then just to like look at it unhappily is not I I I'm like I... but it's also not a comedy right fuck so <laughs> I, I'm just using what you use right no no you got me no yeah. you're right no you're right um, see this is what the show's all about. Like I, I love these discussions. I genuinely do. Like yeah. it, it's so it's so cool to hear everyone's different perspectives on because like what's crazy to think is like film is art, right? And art is so subjective. And like Bo Burnham mm-hmm. could be like not that he ever would, but Bo Burnham could be listening to this podcast and being like, all three of these guys are fucking wrong. They'll never get it. <laughs> I'd never like want to hear them speak again. Like it's crazy. Like, or he could be like, yeah. they're all right. Like, it's just, it's nuts. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or like two of them are right. And then there's that pretentious <laughs> asshole talking about Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think he would love that talk uh, just from some of his, some of his content. It's, I was, I wasn't fishing for that. Thank you, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about you. I was, oh, talking, about, oh, okay. I was talking about me, obviously. So, oh, oh, really? Right. You're a great guy. Yeah, well, come on. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know it. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. God, uh, this is great. <laughs> I'm deeply offended. <laughs> yeah, Logan's film is great, by the way. Logan, tell us oh, about how great your film is. Yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, it's, it's a film. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I appreciate it. Like, God. The first thing I, I do want to say is like, it's called Deliverance, and we like lucked out on our our casting crew. Like, fantastic! Everyone like poured their heart and soul into this thing, and I couldn't be more. I really couldn't be more grateful. Like, I'm I'm super happy with how it turned out, and um, yeah. So like the the whole premise is like it follows this guy named Bradley, and he is this like this hitman kind of character who also does these odd jobs here and there, um, whether that's, you know, running drugs, smuggling weapons, whatever he has to do. Um, and in this iteration, he unfortunately has to be sent to, to kill someone. Um, then at the end, he has this whole reflection with his daughter about what life and how fragile it is and how it could all just be over very, very quickly. Um, and you don't know how 
yeah, you, you just like, you don't know how like fragile it is until it's gone. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, it was a huge passion project. Um, and yeah, Spencer worked on it. Isaac worked on it. Like they're fucking amazing. I mean, isn't it, isn't it cool? Like it's like a COVID project. It right? really is though. Yeah. Like we yeah. started pre-production. Well, this isn't, this is cheating because we shot a little trailer, like a, a 45 second trailer. And this is, I think the first thing Spencer and I worked on was the trailer for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Back in like January of 2020, like, we sh- wow. we shot it or you know, it was probably like february or march or something it was cold that's all i remember um we shot this little trailer and then you know i shopped it around to some people and i'm like hey would you be interested in working on this or being a producer on the, like a little longer film um and then yeah then covid hit like right after we were done with this trailer i'm like fuck um <laughs> now what do we do so <laughs> We waited until about August and we're just like, all right, there's no way we can have this huge production. It's just not possible. Um, and yeah, we did We did it all in the course of 15 hours overnight, one day, during, you know, in the middle of COVID, everyone wearing masks, social distancing. Um, yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> It was nuts. It's stressful, but like I think it was really cool. It like pressured me to be like a different filmmaker. I don't want to say better because like you know that's I'm not like who who the fuck am I right? Like I'm no one. But like it it challenged me to like approach it totally differently than I would have if if COVID wasn't you know a thing. But yeah, it was nuts. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to. I can't really wait to release it and. one of the biggest challenges was <laughs> there's a huge fight scene in it, right? And like our actor, who our main character is, lives in uh, Arizona, and our other actor lives here in Columbus, and our fight choreographer lived in Illinois at the time. So, wow. like, how the hell do we do, do we do this? So, our fight choreographer Warren actually came to Dayton and started working with. Um, our actor who lives here in Columbus and every night we would send dailies to Jimmy who is our main character in Arizona and he would practice it and we would re- like rehearse and look at it and then he got here and he had two days to learn everything with Theo our other actor and Warren and put it all together and they did it looks great I'm so happy I'm so proud of him and it's the first time we've ever done a fight film like a fight scene like an action film so it was really cool honestly like the fight scene is phenomenal it's really good it's, right i mean the the movie's great but that fight scene to me i'm like that's a solid piece of work well, and it's really cool to watch i um, genuinely i can't take you know much if any credit for that like that's all warren freeland like that's our fight choreographer he he kicked ass like with it, it did a great job um, and i think don't quote me on this, but I think he said this was his first time doing uh, a fight scene for on film because he used to do a lot of wow. stage combat and stage sure. training and stuff. Um, but yeah, we wanted to challenge ourselves and be like, can we make a realistic fight scene that's like from, you know, that's inspiration from No Country for Old Men and, you know, one of our three favorite games, The Last of Us. And can we Hell make yeah. it like gritty and raw and like real and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's cool. 
yeah everyone everyone involved did just great yeah. work uh yeah and it was it was fun to collaborate like remotely mm-hmm. it, i don't i'm really glad that happened i don't know how much That's like true, COVID yeah. paid a part in that yeah but i was really normal just doing remote work a lot and and you know we kind of you know you had time at home to like work on stuff and mm-hmm. i mean isaac isaac on guitar <laughs> elevated the score from like something you know i could have done something on my end with like a guitar in a box kind of you know uh uh, uh what i i mean uh you know like a virtual instrument yeah. like a vst of a guitar but like the fact that like you are there with your instrument um it's like organic it's it's a little more like fragile like you were describing yeah you know mm-hmm. just the the sort of universe of this of the story and uh mm-hmm. I, it was uh it really it really took the score from like you know uh <laughs> two bananas to, to a bunch of bananas stupid in a good way <laughs> um no yeah it, it was cool to work on um and it was i mean not to like not that i was like trying to do like a segue into like the bo burnham thing again but like I mean, as an artist, you know, during COVID, you're like, I need something, inspiration, yeah. like a something. And so when Spencer told me about this thing and I had seen the trailer, I was like, I have like, I know what I want to do. I know that I'm going to be proud of this. Um, That's awesome, and, man. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I'm super proud of how, you know, everyone did on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, COVID, it's a COVID project, right? It is. Yeah. It, it, it's like a- hindsight, like looking back on it. Yeah, it really is. Um, hindsight is 2020 baby um but yeah i can't wait to see what comes from it like i hope you know the the ultimate goal was is to like do a longer 30 minute ish kind of thing with this um oh yeah really explore these characters and like really flush them out and make them feel more real um yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's in festivals right now. Um, it's, you know, we submit, we took like three days and submitted it to just about every festival we could find. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's hope we get some good reception from it, but <laughs> who knows? Even like, I would just love, I recently found out, I'm sure I told Spencer this, but I love like, like criticism, like in, the constructive form uh, because mm-hmm. that's you know how you become better right um mm-hmm. yeah even if it gets like shit on and people say like yeah uh the cinematography was terrible the directing was really bad uh stuff like that i would love to see how we can make it better for next time mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah I don't know what else to say. Here's Let us know in the comments what's wrong with the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, please. <laughs> but you haven't watched it yet, so there's no way you can. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks to my crew, to my cast, everything to you guys. Obviously, I mean, Aww. fantastic. Thanks to thanks to you for thanks having to you. us. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I'm, again, like I didn't I didn't do shit at the end of the day. Like. Yeah. Nah, you, I mean, you did that. You brought everyone together. You surrounded mm-hmm. yourself with like a team of people who, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you were like, were respected and, you know, communicated with and everyone, I feel like you brought out the best and you certainly brought out the best in me. Well, um, if anything, and this I was an opportunity so. to do work that I really, I really am proud of. Um, here's to the next so. one. Yes.
Oh, I don't have Here, one. raise a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then get a demonic face and <laughs> yeah, yeah. smash your face on the desk. <laughs> oh, fuck. Full, full circle. Full yeah. circle. No, um... Yeah, we'll do like a full review. Like what I want to do is on this show is like when like when we release the film to there's like three three or four festivals that we submitted it to. That's like yeah, we mm-hmm. we only wanted to we wanted to premiere here if we wanted to get accepted to. So like once we get a yay or nay from them, I'm gonna release it to just anyone and everyone. And once it's released, I want to like tear it apart on this show and like really destroy it oh wow so i want to roast deliverance absolutely i, I do <laughs> guitar playing sucked yeah. oh my god that's <laughs> the first thing on my uh on my notes right here. No, <laughs> no but oh like when we do i'm gonna i want to do like i want to have as many people on talk about it as much as we can um so i will definitely be calling you guys oh, back that sounds that. really fun oh yeah that'd be really cool that sounds like a great time yeah oh fun yeah i'm done well that's the show um hope you guys liked it if you didn't i really don't care at the end of the day but if you did <laughs> leave us a leave us a review tell us what you like what you didn't like and uh be sure to listen to us every wednesday morning at 6 a.m we're at reviews in the clubhouse uh spencer isaac thank you again so much for being on the show do you guys have anything that you'd like to say or uh plug before we go no all right we'll, we'll meet again <laughs> don't know where don't know when <laughs> um what do i want to plug i uh, gosh if you want movie music or game music or you know songs stuff um you can check out my work uh at chaoticorporatrecords.com um i've got some other stuff on my website spencerchanel.com with two n's and two l's um and it's good stuff maybe too. logan Oh, thank you, Logan. That's very kind. Uh, watch Deliverance. Support Deliverance because uh, uh, that's that's work I've I've done recently that I'm really proud of. So, um, yeah, any of that stuff uh, for sure. And you listen back to Inseparable if you want that comedy podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, good. <laughs> it's a it's a piece of work. <laughs> Isaac, anything? Um, yeah, uh, look up New Modern. Uh, that'll speak for itself. We're, we're, we, we believe in ourselves and I hope you believe in us. Uh, new modern 2021. Woo. What a perfect way to end the show. Uh, I think I'm going to do this episode like Sopranos and just cut it right in the middle of my set.